I'll just start out saying this. Uh, I don't do this very often. And uh, I wanted to tell you a little bit of my testimony. I, I, I have served in hospitality and ministry of helps and always will because I just love people because I love Jesus and he loves me. And you can't help but help, you know, want to welcome people into your heart. And that doesn't matter where you're at. If you're standing out in the road or you're in Walmart, all of a sudden you're doing hospitality because you open your heart and, and there they are. So I'm hoping today that we can unlock that uh, in all of you. And I, I really was, I thought, Lord, why am I doing this? They're very, uh, I mean, I come over here and I'm just blessed all over the place. But maybe one of the main reasons that, I, and I'll tell you that for sure, is because I know a lot of you and I've known you forever. And the thing that kept coming to my mind was God's love never fails. We are joined, and we have been joined, and we are being joined right now in ways that is beyond our intellect and our natural thinking. Do you all feel that? It's like, my goodness, it's just not, it is normal in God, but it's not normal in uh, church thinking normally that your pastor would be at another church, and then they would send me over here. Is that normal? Yes. I mean, most it, for you all, yes, yes, yes. But, and maybe you all haven't been around. I mean, I'm 67 years old, so I've seen a lot and lived through a lot. But uh, I asked the Lord coming over here, and I've never prayed this before. I said, Lord, I mean, I can, I can be funny without wanting to be. It just kind of happens, cause, and then I fall into it, sort of. And I said, Lord, do you want humor or seriousness? And it was like, I've never asked that before ever in my life. So I knew the Holy Spirit was unctioning me for that. And he, I felt in my heart, he said, this is a serious moment for this church because I'm calling them. I've called them all along, but today something's going to begin to happen because there's not one person in here that doesn't have a part to play in the body of Christ. And he has need of you. Everyone says, well, God doesn't need us. You know what? He has need of you in this body so that he can use this body to bless the earth. Is there anybody in here that says, I just, just feel like I don't have anything to do or to offer? Is there anyone in this house that would have the nerve to raise your hand? Well, you all are already joined, huh? I mean, you just are flowing like the river then. Okay, well, I'm going to obey God anyway uh, here, so... Uh, you're going to even get joined her, okay? Um, but you know, there's guys, Christianity is not normal. Your love and your demonstration of your love for Christ is not normal in this earth. And I think sometimes we just live life and take it for granted. Joanna, I'm so glad to see you. I love that girl so much. Oh, now I'm going to cry. But I've known her since she was a little bitty girl. And now she's a mama, a wife, beautiful wife, I might say. Would you agree with that? And I've known so many other people, and I'm thinking, God, what are you about doing here? What are you doing in this earth that you're joining us and that we're going to be able to demonstrate your love in the earth? So can you all open your Bibles to John chapter 13, please? Does anybody wonder why this is up here? You probably all know this story. 
Anybody wondered? Okay, this is good. I'm glad. I was hoping that were that was true. But it either happens one way or the other. You don't know why that's there. Or you're going, oh, my God, I hope she's not going to wash my feet because I forgot to put my good socks on and my toenails have not been washed. <laughs> Lord, I feel like that's okay that I said that with you. So, <clears throat> But you know what? It's the truth. We want to hide the soil that's on us. We don't want it to come out and let the Lord take care of it sometimes. So we're going to read the story. Uh, one of the translations that I studied years ago as I looked at this, it said that at this moment, the Lord gathered his disciples to him. He's getting ready to be killed. Jesus is getting ready to be killed. And the people around him does not get it yet. And at this moment, he's gathering them in before the Passover, and they're going to have a meal. We'll read this. I'm going to read it. I'm, so, I'm not trying to bore you, but I thought, Lord, if we're bored with your word, we're in big trouble here. And uh, my problem is I can't see very well, so I may have to read my big printed Bible here. Um, so is everybody there on your phone or somewhere? Okay. Uh, might be good if I got there. Now, one thing I need you to say once in a while is amen, yes, or no, okay? Well, amen and yes would be better, I think, okay? Um, that will keep you from going to sleep, and it will make me feel more, a lot more secure, okay? So we're in chapter 13. All right, and this is called, I don't know if you have your Bibles and what it says, but it's called the Lord's Supper. This is Jesus' Supper, the Lord. Okay, now before the feast of the Passover, Jesus, knowing that his hour had come and that he would depart out of this world to the Father, having loved his own who were in the world, he loved them to the end. In the translation I read, it said he was, like I said earlier, he was getting ready to show them after all this time, three and a half years with them of serving them, healing and, and escaping and all the things they had been through. At this moment, before his men, he's getting ready to show them, and, and remember this, this uh, statement, the full extent of his love. That's very important. Jesus is getting ready to show these men that he's with 24-7 the full extent of his love. Who is the full extent of his love in this earth right now? Anybody know who is? We are the church. We are the body of Christ in the earth. And we are put here to show people the full extent of Jesus' love in this earth. Guys, it's such a blessing. Okay, Lord, let's go. I'm sorry, he's saying to me, Sherry, come on, let's go, okay? <laughs> he's going, I've just got to catch up with him. Uh, during the supper, the devil, having already put in the heart of Judas Iscariot, the son of Simon, to betray him, Jesus, knowing that the Father had given all things into his hands, and that he had come forth from God and was going back to God, got up from the supper and he laid aside his garments and took a towel. He girded himself. Then he poured water into the basin and began to wash the disciples' feet and to wipe them with his towel, with which he was girded. So he came to Simon Peter. He said to him, Lord, 
Do you wash my feet? And Jesus answered and said to him, What I do, you do not realize now, but you will understand here after. Peter said to him, Never shall you wash my feet. Jesus answered him, If I do not wash you, you have no part with me. And Simon Peter said to him, Lord, then wash not only my feet, but also my hands and my head. Jesus said to him, He who has bathed needs only to wash his feet, but is completely clean, and you are clean, but not all of you. For he knew the one who was betraying him was the reason he said not all of you was clean. I'm going to continue this, but I want to say something. This, this was when you walked into a person's house in those days, your feet were dirty. You walked on dirt roads, not p- pavement. And you wore sandals, not tennies. Okay? So the dust kicked up no matter where you go. I'm a farm girl, and I always love to go barefooted. By nighttime, we needed our feet washed. And I, I, so you're getting what I'm saying here. Well, Jesus, they've been waiting for him to set up his kingdom on the earth. They've been doing all this, so they're going to be a big deal in the earth. And they're trying to make Jesus this big, you know, king. And they're just waiting for it. And he's saying the hour has come. Now that he's saying, I'm going to show you, this is the full extent of my love I'm getting ready to show you. So you had someone in your house that would wash people's feet as they came in. Well, Jesus came and... He gets up from the table, the king of kings. This would be like our president or someone coming, and all of a sudden he gets down on the knees and begins to wash dirt off your feet. It would be that shocking. And they were shocked because he was doing the act of a slave. Anybody ever had Jesus wash your feet? Anybody in here born again? Is, Is everybody in here born again? Raise your hand if you're born again. Okay, thank you for your honesty. Before you leave today, if anyone isn't, let's, if you don't mind, we would love to pray with you because Jesus wants to be Lord of your life and he wants to wash away all the sin, all the cares of the world off your life. Is that fair? And besides that, I'm just plain going to say it. You don't want to go to hell. Let's quit candy coat and Christianity. That's really why Jesus got killed, because he said there's a life after. And they didn't like what he was saying. And he was saying there was a heaven and a hell. So let's just say it like it is. We don't want people to go to hell. Uh, And, you know, my God, that's why we got to get joined here. That's why we got to be the full body, because people need to be loved on. They need to be changed. They got to find their place. But first, they got to find Jesus. And then you got to get filled with the Holy Spirit. You don't have to. It's like, my God, I get to get saved. I don't have to go to hell. And then I get the power of God to fill me. And I get to walk in this earth and live above all this trash and look at the right way instead of down here. No, I'm, I'm, I'm not tracking as good as I should, but I, I want to share some things. I've just got to share it as I come. My husband just passed away in June. June 3rd. After 25 years of being very sick, but he kept going and going. Big, handsome, strapping, John Wayne type guy. And I love that man. 50 years we were married. And he, he died. And I, I, uh, we were expecting it, but not expecting it. 
I knew the Lord wanted me to share this, but I wasn't quite sure. But this is important for someone here to hear. And the night before, he'd come home, and he just fell on the bed face down. And I didn't know what to do for him. It ended up my doctor, his doctor was in Raleigh, North Carolina. So I'm doing hospice for my own husband. That's not fun. Because you see him suffering, and you want to help. But you also just want him to stay. And I was pacing the floor. Is this all right? People, you, let's just get real, okay? Jesus was getting real here. I'm getting real right now. I'm going to make myself open to you because this is life. This is where people are living, and we have to show them Christ. I w how could I stand here with my husband just passing away? It was horrible how he died. And I'm left with a business that I am so ignorant of and I'm trying to figure out, which I knew it was coming, but I, I've never been involved because I've been taking care of him. I wanted to just be with him and take care of him. So I'm walking the floor, and you know, where I don't know if you know, but there's a scripture that says, come boldly before the throne of grace and get help in times trouble. You can come before God if you have Jesus in your heart. There's nothing separating you. And I'm walking the floor, and, and I, all, my prayer had just been begging, you know, because I didn't know what to pray anymore. And I said, God, I'm coming boldly before your throne. And, and, and let me tell you, we're in big trouble here, God, and we need your grace. And you know what? All of a sudden, my house filled with the presence of God, and there were angels in that house. Amen. Because his grace is sufficient wherever you're at, but it comes only through Jesus Christ. And he's showing us here the, the way he loves us. He died for us. We may not get all the way through that. The point being was, if you, don't, if you don't allow Jesus to wash your feet and to wash you clean and, and to forgive you of all your sin, which he will, I don't care what you've done, guys. I have did some bad things. If I wrote a book about my life, you would go, no way. No way. I know them. They've been out there. They've got a great marriage and all of this stuff. You know what? We didn't have a great marriage till we found Jesus. And then it wasn't automatic. It was like, bow your knee, wash your husband's feet. He bows his knee. He washes my feet instead of standing up and no way. Does that make sense? Life is bowing your knee before the people you meet and the body and saying, not my will, but the Lord's will. He loves me, and he says the commandment is to love others as I have, as he has loved me. Well, my God, he's forgiven me of everything. And if he said to tell you what all there was, I would. My husband and I talked about this. And I said, Larry, someday I'm not sure the Lord isn't going to have us share some things. Because, you know, you kind of don't know if you ever, sh you, want, you want to really, but you don't want to offend people or, you know, disillusion, not disillusion, but there's people that don't know our details of our past. And he said, Sherry, you obey God. If God tells you to share it, you share it. How are people going to know? 
I was the worst person in my own heart of any person you could bring up. I may not have did everything, although I did enough, but in here I was just as sinful as every, anyone you could think of. And he died for that, and he forgave me. And when I found out that Jesus wanted me, I, I lost it, guys. How could I not love him if, the way he loved me and wanted me? Do you guys, did you have that moment when you're going, he wants me? He loves me? And one of the scriptures I was going to share was he makes us a new creation. We forget that. And that word means like we're his masterpiece. God's God paints and designs who you are at that moment. There's nothing else like you in this earth. We're new creations. The old has passed away and the new is here. And then every day, at the end of the day, let him wash your feet and get the dust and dirt off. Well, I'm sorry, I didn't know we were going to go here, but is this all right? We'll get the thing. Someone in here needs to hear that. And that's what I felt. I felt like the Lord said, I'm coming to the hearts of the people, and he loves you. He loves you, he loves you, but there's people that are stuck. And the reason you're stuck is because you don't know you're a new creation in Christ. And that he will enable you if you'll just bow your knee. And let him bow before you. Can you imagine the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords? That changed my life when I was studying that. I looked down, and all of a sudden in the spirit, I saw Jesus bending over, washing my feet. And it's like, oh, my gosh, I think I'd have been like Peter. No, God, not you. Do this. Let me do that for you. You got to let people love you, folks. You got to let people into your life. And you've got to give your life out to other people. Does this sound mean? Okay, I don't mean to be mean, guys. Sometimes I get so passionate. See, and I'm, oh, God, I miss my husband. I would be doing better because last night I would have preached to him. And he loved it. I was always preaching to him. You know, because I'm, I'm passionate. He said, I love to watch you have fun. I love to watch how you are. So you guys, I said, Lord, how can I go? How can I do anything anymore? I don't even know who I am. I've been one with him for 50 years. How am I going to go without him? And how am I going to stay, not straight, but be safe? Because between him and the Lord, I always was safe because I learned to submit and love him so much. Now, if you're not married, that doesn't mean you're not safe, but it took me 50 years because I was such a, a, you know, I'd run out and do stupid things. And I needed John Wayne to say, woman, get over here and let me whoop you. No, I'm sorry. (laughs) No. (laughs) But I did need someone like that. And everybody goes, Larry didn't talk. Well, let me tell you, when you got out of line, Larry talked. (laughs) say sure this ain't right so anyway so here I am now rambling because I don't you know I'm trying to figure out who I am without him and trying to just lean into the Holy Spirit and hear what he has to say 
Ma'am, I'm sorry, and I'm not picking on you, and I don't know who you are, but all I, I keep feeling drawn and drawn and drawn. The Lord has come today to heal you. I don't even know what's gone on in your life or anything, but there's such a tenderness. And you can say, well, yeah, she's crying. Well, no, I'm saying uh, you're tender to the Lord. You're tender. The Lord wants to touch you and heal you. He wants to save you, and he wants you to give him his heart. You can trust him with your heart. And you may have given it to him before and maybe took it back. I don't know. But I tell you, this is your day that the Lord has come, even on your behalf. And we need to know that the Lord will move mountains for us because he loves us that much. We're his children. Would you guys kick your child off a cliff? That's what we think about God. This is the love of God. I've went another whole direction. Would you like to come now, or do you want me just to? All right. Okay. Okay. Well, I guess here's why I felt like the Lord said this was going to be serious. How can we get up and talk about a bunch of stuff if we don't know this? And if we don't remember this? Do you guys remember the day of your salvation? Do you remember him? Do you remember how he's loved you? Has he set you free? Has he delivered you? It's not an overnight thing, guys. Man, I've sat on the... We had an old broken-down Volkswagen that was demolished out on the farm and then fences way away in a pond, and I was struggling so bad. I didn't have somebody to come to deliver me. I didn't even know about deliverance. And I got out, and I went in the back of that old ratty-infested Volkswagen and laid in the back seat, and I said, God, if you don't come and get this out of me, and I don't even know what I'm asking, I'm a dead woman, and I'll kill my family spiritually, you know what I mean? Because I was screwed up. But everybody else thought I was all together. And there may be people in here today that everybody thinks you're okay, and, and, but you know you're not. And the Lord's coming to deliver you out of that. But you have to get on your knees and say, Lord, I, I got to have you do this to me. I want to give you my life, Lord. And I want to live there before you. There's no life like it because it supersedes anything you've ever experienced. God's love is so high and so big and so huge. And let it, he, he birthed himself in us. And that's who you are. Can anybody get just a little excited? I mean, can you say, yes, thank you, Lord. Guys, I haven't been able to, like, not that I hadn't been able to, but it just hadn't. And I was walking the floor this morning, and all of a sudden, I just start saying, you know, glory to God. And I, I remember I used to stir up those things in me, and it's been years and years and years since I've done that. Not because I didn't want to. But I was going about other things. I probably should have a little more. Sometimes, folks, we just have to stir up those things in us. And that's our salvation. That's the Holy Spirit. That's our, and, and out of that comes all this beautiful love. I mean, you can't, you don't even know how to love your mate unless you know the love of Christ. Amen. Right. You can do all the right things. 
and be good, be a good man, be a good woman. But I'm telling you, when Larry Smoyer found the Lord, that man, not right away, because we had great troubles in our marriage. And uh, we walked on eggshells, even as Christians, for a long time, because of all the pain we'd caused each other. But he said, finally, something happened in his spirit. Because you know him, he's quiet, and he thought, well, I, you know, I can't get up there with the microphone and do all that and prophesy. And you know what I mean? We try to make everybody a certain way. Okay. Well, that wasn't him. He's a quiet, steady, spiritual John Wayne. <laughs> okay. But when he began to discuss, God began to talk to us about marriage and delivered us out of, you know, using the Song of Solomon and just all these scriptures and everything. And something beautiful began to happen. And he said, Sherry, it's like putting on an old shoe that feels so comfortable because it's made for you. So husbands, being a man of God, young men, being a man of God is not too difficult for you. Don't say that. Ask God to help you and to deliver you out of your selfishness and out of your, you better be kind and you better be good and you better be merciful to your wife because that, it, how you treat your wife is how you say Jesus treats his church. You don't want to do that in all right. And wives, man, what a privilege. We're the bride of Christ. You're this church is the bride of Christ, the church. And we get to minister to Christ. We get to minister to our husbands in that way. Because we know that the Lord can deal with them if we'll get ourselves out of the way and quit being the Holy Spirit. And let God work forgiveness in us. I'm not, nobody should ever be abused. I am not saying that, you guys. That would be so wrong. God doesn't want that. Ever. But when you touch the love of God, you God's love changes things. Okay, I'm off total subject. So I said all that to say that... God wants to locate you where you're at. He wants to save you. He wants to fill you with your Holy Spirit. And then he wants to harmonize this body. And that means that you find the place where it is to serve. And you serve from down here washing the feet. That's what this, this bowl is about and this towel and this basin. I thought, just listen to this. This is soothing to me. Now, this would be Jesus. Every time you cry out to him, you'd... Just feel this. That's the Holy Spirit pouring over you, washing you. Isn't that beautiful? Every time you cry out to him, he's cleaning you, cleansing you. Were you not saved after you'd been? No, but now you've got to get the dirt washed off. You've got to get cleaned off because he wants to use you the same way. Isn't that beautiful? Amen. Now that's a body that the devil can't penetrate. That's a marriage that the devil can't penetrate. Because you know your greatest weapon? It's the love of Christ inside of you, this new creation. And out of that, you pull out all the other spiritual weapons. 
but it has to start here. And I think the Lord wanted to refresh you and, re- and remind you. And some of you that don't even know him are going to know him today. He loves you. God is about to do something very precious in this body. I felt it. And, I, I, and we don't go by feelings, but I'm going to go by the Spirit. That's what I'm saying. I knew the Spirit was saying I'm about to do something here. And Leslie, you're such a good representation of the Lord. And doesn't she serve her and her family and Chelsea and Glenn? You know what? They wash your feet in prayer. But I want to give this to the church. It may not mean anything to you guys, but I'm telling you, this picture means everything to me. I have poured it out and prophesied and washed people's feet out of this basin and out of this picture. So it's very precious, and I don't give away precious things very often. But there needs to be a representation. Someone, you can... Do whatever you want to with it. I mean, you can take it home. You can do whatever, pass it around. But I'm just saying, this is a, this is a memorial stone, okay? This is this church. This is to be in your home, husbands and wives, children. Wash the feet of your children. Do that sometime and watch what happens. And I don't know. I'm not. You can do it literally or not literally. But do it with your words in your heart. Let that family be joined, and then watch this be joined. Is this okay? Have I offended any of you? All right. Would you like to? Please read that chapter, guys. Get out the Message Bible and read it, and look up the New Creation Scriptures. Man, what a precious spirit is here. I feel like we need to shift a little our plans here. This is what it looks like, you guys. You guys roll with it really well. We do this kind of thing a lot. We, we prepare, we honor God by preparing. And then we honor him by making any shifts that we feel like we need to make. And I was just going to sit down and spend a little time. It's kind of thick up here, you guys. I just about lost my footing. Uh, I was just going to sit down with Sherry up here and ask her a couple of questions and kind of dig into some of the experiences and thought processes that she had because life goes on in the midst of following what he's asking you to do. Yeah, I can say, God, I know you have a call on me to teach and to, to help lead but there's still dishes to be done and there's still, you know, children to take to school and life goes on. There's still husbands and wives to take care of each other and to serve each other. How does that look? It looks just like what you saw today. Sherry and I spent time a couple of times over the last couple of weeks just sharing our hearts with each other about what he might want to do today. And both of us were saying, here's an awesome way to go, but we don't really have anything to put on paper. We can kind of try, but we just knew where he wanted to go, we were just going to flow with him. And that's what we did. 
And if you guys want to put on a little something for music, that would be great. I feel like there's a time right here for a decision. And there may be decisions in this house that are more towards whether or not you're going to follow Jesus at all. You may have had that opportunity before. You may have never had that opportunity. But he's asking you for a decision today. You felt that kind of burning inside. When we say those words, we heard him say, we heard him do. It's not an audible voice for most people. There have been people who have heard an audible voice. It's often a feeling where you know it's just inside of you. And it's usually something that you wouldn't have thought yourself. And if you're having a hard time differentiating, am I hearing him or am I hearing something else? How does it make you feel? Does it bring peace and joy and understanding? Maybe a little nervousness, that's okay. But then you know it's him. And he's dealing with you today. He's saying, look, not only do you need to follow me, but I have some specific asks. I have specific things I would really like you to say yes to. But you have the will to do that. He gives that to you. He's not going to force you. But he says, if you want to really have the fullness of who I am in your life, if you want to be able to be that representation of fullness, then this is where you need to come to me. Our first call is to him. And as we draw closer, the rest gets easier. You get to where you can do the things he's asking you to do out of love. There is a level of obedience to it, but you want to please. Just like you have your friends that sometimes you do things for them simply because you know it's going to delight them. He's delighted today. Let's all close our eyes for just a moment. Father, we ask you. What do you have for me this morning? What decision is it that I need to make? (laughs) What path am I supposed to be on? I just feel like there are some paths that some choices that are sitting in front of some of us this morning. And it doesn't have to be as huge as a wrong path and a right path. There are many good paths, but there's a God path. There's the way he's saying this is what's going to bring you the most joy, the most peace the most fullness of life in me. If anyone wants prayer for what God's talking to them about this morning, please feel free to come up. We have people that will pray with you. Sherry and I are up here. We have others. But if this is just between you and God, that is fine too. When you can say, Father, 
I give myself. Whatever you're asking, I'm ready to step out. I'm ready to wash the feet of those in my life. And I'm ready for you to show me what that means. There are some of us that never had an example of what it's like to treat a husband or a wife correctly or a friend correctly. Guess what? That's part of the church body's function too. We have many examples in our body that you can go to and he can help you. As soon as something comes out of your mouth, he can say, wait. And you feel something inside say, "Mm, something wasn't right about that, Lord. What should I have said differently? And then fix it. If you mishandle something with a family member, take care of it, guys. That John Wayne Tall she talked about, believe me, if you have the courage to fix what you have broken, you will not be seen as weak. They will see his strength coursing through you. Do business with him this morning. I'm watching some faces through the crowd. Do you have something? Okay. I'm watching some faces through the crowd, and he's dealing very, very deeply with some of us this morning. We're going to take time for that. We're going to allow that. Sherry, what do you have? Come on. I just heard the Spirit of the Lord say, I'm coming this day to break the cloud off. I feel like without even knowing it, there's been this heavy cloud hanging over people. Not from this place, but from the work of the enemy. The Lord says, I'm coming today to break it open. And in this moment and in this day, rays of light will begin to penetrate your life. And you will rise up because you went down. And you will become a soldier of the Lord by taking the towel and the basin, says the Spirit of God. I'm breaking it off, says God, not you. But by my spirit today, it breaks, it must go in the name of Jesus because he has a work for us to do and he loves us. Now, Holy Spirit, just do, do what you just said. I just see like God coming right down the middle of this thing, just cutting through this cloud and it parting. And you know how when the sun comes through all of a sudden and then there's, well, we know that the last couple of days we saw it. That's what he's doing right now in this moment. It doesn't mean it'll be perfect, but it'll mean that light will hit you now and you will walk in the light in ways where you struggled and tried to do, but it seemed like you couldn't get through. Now, Lord, we thank you for that. Yes, I think that ties back into the the thought processes that he was bringing to our minds earlier today. That cloud, that thing of listening to an inner voice, listening to actual physical voices sometimes that are saying things to us that are not of him and whether we accept that in or not. 
just spend a little time doing business with him. And again, if you want prayer, feel free to step on up here. As always, those of you that know we do live streaming, we will always keep your keep you private. We don't allow that to go live. As we move through this week, Father, and the coming weeks after that, bring to our memory what you have said to us today. Bring to our memory what you revealed you saw in us today and what you broke off. Because it's so easy to step back into old patterns it's so easy to just go about life as usual. But he says today life is go not going to be the usual anymore. Expect the unusual. Expect it to be different. Take the steps he asks you to do to make sure that it's different. That might mean lessening of some relationships. I feel like he's kind of hitting on that this morning. You may have some choices to make. And that can go two ways. That can be a little more time with some folks and a little less time with others. Maybe opening your heart to some people that you didn't think you had a connection with. But expect the unusual. We're just going to spend some time with the music this morning. If you need to leave, feel free to, but please do so quietly for those that still want to be talking with the Lord. And again, if you need prayer for anything, anything that was said today, if you just even need some clarification, come on up. Because we do our best to share what God's saying, but we always share it through our own understanding. So if your understanding hasn't connected with it, let us know. <laughs>